What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hi, welcome to the show. You know, I occasionally hear complaints about Apple Podcasts not updating the show whenever there's a new episode posted. And it's true. Sometimes the Apple Podcasts app is really, really slow to update. But here's the best solution if you've run into that problem. The Patreon app for your smartphone is the best way to stay up to date with new episodes. And it's the best way to listen. Every time there's a new show, you're going to get an automatic alert on your phone, notifications for the free shows on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, and notifications for the Friday after party and the postmortem shows too. You can listen at home or in your car with a couple of swipes, and you can join our community of listeners in the comments under each episode. Subscribe for as little as $1 a month at bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. Then download the Patreon app from the App Store onto your phone, and that's it. It's as easy as that. Thank you for supporting this completely independent podcast, and now let the cartoons begin on your Patreon app. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, August 20th. You won't believe what Buzz and I were just talking about. <laughs> You'll never, ever know. It, it is August 24th, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 217 of the Biden-Harris administration, 4 to 39 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. And here's Buzz. You, know. you say Buzz You said it all. <laughs> Yes, 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 that was a porn star in my car. Yeah! That's that's what we were talking about before the sea revealed all. And Well, uh, perhaps we'll get to that later, but first the introductions. Uh, he's yes. Bob, I'm Buzz, and we don't have an actual podcast today, but we are armed with podcast components. <laughs> big there was scare. One right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a big scare in Washington late last week. Uh, uh, Y'all Kaida Skeeter. <laughs> Who, who hadn't heard the Civil War was over, uh, parked outside the Library of Congress demanding to speak to the president. Yeah. He, he thought Biden was in the Library of Congress? It's like, it's like pulling up to McDonald's and ordering a large pepperoni. <laughs> Sitting out there in his jacked-up truck full of fertilizer, angry about his small penis. <laughs> hey. Don't you think? Yes. Hey, here's here's a little known fact about okay. the Jeopardy scandal. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Producer Mike Richards gave oh. himself the hosting job just in time to give himself two weeks' notice. <laughs> oh, what a dick! And we're yeah, and we're finding out now. Mike Richards resigned from hosting Jeopardy so he can spend more time with his conscience. <laughs> He's got to uh, he's got to find it first. <laughs> you got to give him which square is it behind? You got to <laughs> give him this. You got to you got to hand it to him on this one point. He did last longer than the Afghan government. That so is true. Yes. Can put that in his resume. <laughs> uh, the FDA this week uh, approved the Pfizer vaccine, mm -hmm. and that is expected to prompt a lot of people to make up a new excuse. <laughs> That's you right. They, yeah. You know they yeah. will. Right. Oh, they and already the FDA, have. Yeah, the FDA is already telling Trump supporters to stop taking horse dewormer oh, to fuck. fight the COVID. Yeah. Just say nay. <laughs> Always the best of the horse comedy here on the show. <laughs> now, now, oh, we're not through yet. Okay. No. Now, to make sure that Trump voters understand the FDA's directive about uh -huh. the dewormer, 
uh, they're being asked to stomp their hooves. The Bob Show. <laughs> Let's go spread yeah. now. Everybody's learning how. Come on, get infected with me. Come on, get infected with me. Early in the morning, we'll be heading out. The virus will be coming along. Oh, God. We're loading up our woody, not a mask in sight. We won't be staying healthy too long. Come on, Corona, baby. Wait and see. I'm going to ignore the CDC. Come on with me, baby. Let's head to the sea. We'll start a second wave. Wait and see. Let's go spread now. Everybody's learning how. Come on, get infected with me. Come on, get infected with me. Yeah, Rocky Mountain Mike. Rocky yeah. underscore Mountain underscore Mike on Instagram. Thank you, Mike. Holy shit. Our, our musical director. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so where do we start? I guess we got to start to, we got to clarify what we were just talking about at the top of the show. Buzz driving around with porn stars in his car. I mean, look. Random, as, my, as the long version of my jingle says, I like to reminisce. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why it came to me or what we were talking about, but yeah. I casually mentioned to Bob during the show uh, that I knew a, a Porn star, a former porn star. I, yeah. she's, I don't know if she's still working or not. Carmen and, Hart, uh, if you want to look Carmen her Hart. Yeah, Carmen that's, Hart. Yeah, that's that's the young woman. Uh, actually, a lovely young lady, kind of a girl next door type. Yes. Uh, uh, who happened to <laughs> become a sex worker. That's right. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, I'd been on some shows with her, and, and we finished the show, and she said, uh, can you take me to a tanning place? This was years and years ago <laughs> right, before right. we all stopped going, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, I happened to know one and I, I took her there. So yes, there was a porn star in my car. You're chauffeuring around all the porn stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. well, it's a, That's it's what a I did. great story. And it's the kind of thing that completely makes me jealous because, you know, I worked at a radio station for a while and the only people listening were either 85 years old or older. Uh-huh. So it was like oh, I had very little opportunity to be driving around chauffeuring around porn stars because of my radio status. So I I live vicariously through you and your <laughs> your porn but star you, chauffeuring. You had the Fox News audience sewn up though. That's the <laughs> That's true. The great Absolutely. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, speaking of you, let's start out uh, the show today wow. with more with more you. More more buzz. Yeah, everyone wants well. more buzz. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, and we said this on Thursday, Bears repeating. I want to get uh, your insights into all of this. When uh-huh. you've lost Buzz Burbank, yeah. you, you've lost it all. As our, as our friend Amy commented on Facebook the other day, uh, you wrote this on Twitter and Facebook uh, regarding mm-hmm. the media coverage of Afghanistan. And you said, yeah. as a longtime media defender, it hurts to say this. The withdrawal from Afghanistan is not a failure. Most media coverage of it is. The criticism and skepticism being reported by the media is coming from the media. Right. Bingo, and, bingo. And I put I put skepticism and criticism in quotes because those are the words I keep hearing in news reports. Oh, there's a yeah. lot of skepticism. There's a lot of a lot of criticism. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's coming from you. I mean, yeah. uh, and and of course the Republicans. But and, and of course it's a messy withdrawal, and mm. nobody, everybody, I think, well, everyone should have known that it would be. Yeah, men and women who served over there knew that it would be. Uh, there, are, there's so many things to lay out here. First, you have you have Trump uh, deciding uh, to uh, you know get us out of Afghanistan, right? And so he he makes a, his administration, Mike Pompeo, make a secret deal with the Taliban. Uh, that that we kind of know the essence of now, which mm-hmm. is the result that we're seeing now. It's appeasement. But in, it was appeasement, in, is what it was. In, in, in addition to that, the Trump's racist advisor Stephen Miller pushed for and got a policy to actually make a difficult process of getting helpful Afghans into freedom and into the U.S. Yeah, he actually made that difficult. Uh, process even more difficult right right which is one of the reasons one of the problems we've run into since and why we're jammed with carrying all these people at once now Mm -hmm. uh so a lot of the blame goes there uh there are so many things to consider and so many positives to consider uh biden getting out fifty thousand people in eight days yes uh that's pretty impressive uh, and and the operation continues, and I, uh, we'll talk about this more in detail, but we'll continue for about another week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, is, uh, with this many people 
so many people uh, rescued so far. It should also be pointed out that Americans there in Afghanistan, non-military, have known since April that this was going to happen. Yeah. That it was time for them to bug out, and they didn't. They waited till now. Now, that doesn't mean we shouldn't have any compassion for them. I'm not saying it's their fault necessarily. Mm -hmm. But they certainly have some responsibility here in waiting for the worst possible time to leave. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the American military, except the ones we've sent back in, are out of there now. And so we're in the business now of rescuing as many Afghan helpers as we can on, in warlike conditions, in under extremely difficult conditions. Yes. I would say things are going pretty well, all things considered. Given the fact that we're dealing with the end of a failed war effort. Right. And this is what you, you expect in that kind of situation. Lars, O'Donnell said it the other night, and I keep repeating this on the show because it was so spot on. What we're seeing now is the vision of war. What happened in those 36 hours a week and a half ago, that was a vision of war. And what's happening since then has been uh, as orderly as it gets. As you said, 58,000 people have been evacuated since August 14th. Uh, it's increased uh, uh, the pace recently. About 21,000 people were evacuated in the past 24 hours. But in terms of what we're seeing on cable news, which is, I think, a lot of the concern it. trolling is happening in that format, that that particular wing, that bastardized, weird wing of the, uh, the, the American news media, because I think, and everyone talks about the liberal media in this country. That's the big yeah. fallacy, that the media that is now? controlled by liberals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter is that because of that meme and the success of that meme, and I'm not saying success in terms of being praiseworthy. I'm talking right. about the terrible success of that liberal media bias meme. What it has resulted in, and you know, Ches and I used to have conversations about this all the time because he worked for CNN. He was a longtime television news guy. What this meme has done, it has made news directors, it has made executive producers, it has made hosts abundantly self-aware about mm -hmm. seeming too favorable to liberalism or too favorable to the Democrats. So when something happens that's bad for a Democrat, they overcompensate. Overcompensation here is the name of the game. The reason this is happening that is must because be it. yeah, yeah, cable news outlets like CNN for example, certain day parts on MSNBC, they're overcompensating for that liberal media bias accusation. So you do, oh my god, Joe Biden's done something wrong, although it's not really all that terrible well we've got to jump on it we got to really emphasize the fact that joe biden fucked all this up and what that'll do is that'll show all those conservatives that we really don't have a liberal media bias but it's still a bias it's, it's like the illustration of an actual bias right it, it would seem so and and if you show me a journalist on msnbc who's afraid of leaning left I, i'll show you one who shouldn't be on msnbc <laughs> Uh, and, yeah, and by the well way, said, I, yeah. I think I think Lawrence is gunning for Rachel's time slot since she is staying with MSNBC, yeah. but but probably won't be occupying that. And you know what? He's showing that he deserves it. He's showing that he earns it. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. It was going to be, I think, ultimately between him and Chris Hayes. And uh, Chris Hayes, uh, uh, as much as many people love him, uh, just uh, not thick enough. And uh, I think Lawrence has a bigger following, so it'll be interesting yeah. to see yeah. where that yeah. goes. I, I, all of that is a sidebar. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I have been baffled about why the media is behaving as it, as it is. I think you've uh, you and others of uh, you and Lawrence have zeroed in on it. Uh, my thought was similar to that, and it's just that you know they're still stuck on that uh, giving both sides yeah. thing, and yeah. uh, that was fine when there were two legitimate sides. Right now, there now there's only one. Yeah, there's there's pro democracy and anti democracy. Mm -hmm. uh, there's pro public health and anti public health. Yeah, and uh, that's so the game has changed. And I think the rules of the game need to change as well. It's the stakes right now that I think are being forgotten in all of this. The broader context of these events and the reporting about these events. Because if you're undermining the Biden administration and the Democrats for the purpose of emphasizing a fallacious meme coming from red hat Republicans, mm -hmm. then you're tempting a takeover by those red hat Republicans. And what we know is if those guys 
are able to get a foothold back in government at the federal level, especially whether it's the White House, Congress or both. They're not leaving. I think we really need to remember what the stakes of the broader politics of our country, where that happens to be right now. And to be fair, uh, there are Democrats in government who I think underestimate uh, the stakes here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are moderate Democrats resisting uh, the infrastructure, the human infrastructure bill, mm-hmm. uh, who I don't think realize the stakes here. Yeah. Uh, who oppose, uh, who you know, are holding out for the filibuster over uh, voting rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, they I, clearly. Clearly, they do not understand the stakes here. So there's a lot of this going around in government and in journalism. Yeah, and so it's irresponsible reporting on many, many levels if you're overemphasizing. And look, I mean, there are things to criticize any administration yes. about. Make yes, no yes, mistake. Yes. And and it is part of the job of the news media to, to hold our leadership accountable for exactly. things. Right. Uh, whether it's whether that accountability means not saying anything at all or deeply criticizing. It depends on what the, but the thing is. That doesn't mean creating a problem. That's the right. first 36 hours of the evacuation were in fact chaotic yeah. as yeah. could be expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after, since then, it's been orderly and and efficient. And yeah. what do we see? We see about planes taking off with empty seats, which is I don't think as much happened at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I would feel better about this kind of accountability if I felt as if it were genuine. But I feel like on a, a couple of fronts, obviously, the reaction to the liberal media bias thing. Plus, you know, look, well, look, cable loves the ratings. Make no mistake, when there's a war, when there is strife overseas no. and it involves Americans, that Even, is that is a ratings bonanza for the television he, people. But even MSNBC is paying the price for it. Not only have I seen, never seen this many people rise up against mainstream media before, I've never seen this kind of behavior from mainstream media before. Yeah. And that tells yeah. me that the outrage is righteous. Yeah, absolutely. And so what, as a consequence, what we see now is Joe Biden's approval ratings are taking a downward turn. I mean, in a big way. Um, the the uh, polls that came out uh, prior to the weekend, uh, the NBC News poll, Biden job approval among all adults, 49%. It was 53% in April. Biden disapproval, 48%. Was 39% back in April. Biden approval among registered voters, 50%. It was 51 in April. Biden disapproval, 48. This is among all yeah, registered voters. But- 48 was 43. And so, the, but that was before the weekend. Now, there are new numbers from USA Today showing Biden's approval down to 41%. Mm. And so what this is, is a direct consequence of the reporting on Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing I've seen. And and I agree agree with this as well. The media reports that the the evacuation is chaos. Yeah. The media then conducts a poll asking people, do you think that the evacuation is chaos and surprise after all those media reports a majority of the public says yes oh yeah and then and then the media reports hey look at this we were right america thinks that the the pullout was chaotic yeah and uh, if- well yeah because you created that scenario <laughs> right they're, they're they're almost making this up it's it's I, i've never seen anything like it and also there's a uh, there's a peer pressure among the dc I media guess. elites where you know, we used to call it the cocktail circuit uh, back in the day. I don't know if they still use that uh, that term, but the fact is that if you're not saying, "Oh, Joe Biden owns this now," if you're not saying that, your colleagues may not take you seriously, and that's the attitude that I think a lot of people in, especially cable news, and and we do limit our criticism of the press a lot of times to cable news, deservingly or undeservingly so, uh, as the case may be. But when it comes to cable news people. You can imagine in your head during like the commercial break on Morning Joe or something like that. Right. Uh, you know, someone saying, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't be so hard on Biden. Oh, wait a minute. No, no. Biden owns this. You better say Biden owns this. That's the pressure that I think a lot of people get whose job it is to go on cable news and be a political what? analyst or 
uh, things like that. I mean, it's, it, there's a seriousness. We used to call it in the blogosphere 1.0, we used to say very serious news media people or very serious politicians. We used to right, use the very right. serious meme to emphasize the fact that these people take themselves very, very seriously. And the, know, oh, the only real opinions come from the very serious people. And that's obviously a fallacy, well, but that's I, the way it is. About the polls, I want to yeah. see more, more than one poll. I want right. to see more than just the USA Today uh, poll. Oh, uh, this breaking news just in. I'm sorry. I got distracted by this, and, and you know, people are going to be talking about this. Okay, today. sure. Uh, Rolling Stones drummer Charlie Watts has died at the age of 80. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, you know what? Man, I was just crushing. hearing that um, he had decided not to tour with the band. Right. I think they were planning right. some sort of tour and that he was uh, going to yes, pull yes. out of that, I guess, because he was sick. Yeah, what a shame. Right. What a shame. Oh, yeah, very, he was Very sad. Yeah, Charlie Watts, uh, one of the legendary drummers, uh, partly for his um, unobtrusive drumming. Where he would just hold down that beat, but make no mistake, Charlie Watts was an incredible drummer. He just exercised a lot of restraint. Wow. And in fact, his first love was always jazz. He preferred jazz to right. rock and roll. And he could excel at jazz drumming. I mean, uh, just because he's playing a, a simple, you know, 4-4 four, four beat, uh, you know, on the downbeat right. and so on, uh, whatever and Rolling Stones on. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't mean he was a shitty drummer. It just means he had the uh, the integrity to show some restraint he, in playing he was along. The, yeah. He was the heartbeat of the band. That's Absolutely. Very sad. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry to have gotten off track, but I, I, I have not forgotten the point I wanted to make. We were talking yes. about polls. And... Uh, but Joe Biden did a very brave thing here because he knew yeah. he knew going into this that he would take a hit in the polls. Mm -hmm. And you know what? He decided to take that chance. Yeah. And not just because it was the right thing to do, but because Joe thinks he can recover from this. And yeah. I think he's and I think he's right. Uh, me I, too. I think he has gambled and will in the long run in the long run win despite all these phrases of stain on his legacy. Yeah. Uh I I don't I don't know that uh, Joe Biden will be remembered that way. Uh you know it, it'll be a it may be a negative footnote. I don't know how history will record it, but uh overall I I, I don't think it is a stain on his legacy. Uh, he knew he could turn this around and I think we need to continue to believe in him because he believes in himself, yeah. uh, and that's that's half the battle. Uh, also, uh, talking about the media and their emphasis on the bad mm -hmm. and uh, you know the, the the chaotic aspects of the evacuation. Um, I, I'm a regular viewer of World News Tonight with David Muir because it is the most watched evening newscast. Yeah. And so I want to see what most people are seeing so I have an idea of what they're being exposed to. And mm -hmm. I remember talking about this in our discussions of coronavirus and the vaccines. Uh, let's say one day we hear there's a flaw, a possible, a possible flaw for some people on the J&J &J vaccine. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, World News Tonight and others make that their lead. They lead with that. And then they, later, like uh, three, five minutes into the newscast, then they tell you, the rest of the story, which is the amazing progress that was being made. <laughs> Same thing here. Same thing here on Afghanistan. Uh, they lead with the chaos. And I mentioned, by the way, we got 58,000 people out. You know? Yeah, right. You know, and that's buried. <laughs> and people don't hear that. They remember the scary stuff that mm -hmm. if it leads, if it bleeds, it leads. That's right. That's that's what they remember. That's what they carry with them. And that's got to be repaired. Yeah, there's this whole thing, uh, and it happens certainly a lot when it comes to the Red Hat Entertainment Complex, where they'll mention something uh, that's horrible, and then that truth, quote-unquote truth, will circulate the globe several times, and then they'll have the retraction later, or the clarifying information later. But the lie, the horrible news, in this case, on a legitimate nightly news network uh, uh, newscast, mm -hmm. that lie, or that horrible news at the top, is the part that sticks, sticks. because it's first and that's what right. people remember first right. you do a series if you list off a series of numbers to someone they're always going to remember the first number you mentioned or the last number you mentioned but the in-between numbers no they're not going to remember that the crappy information that's what sticks in everyone's heads and no matter what you say later the predominant bit of information is going to be that first chunk which right. you know, in this case is just horrible news about the vaccines or whatever i don't 
I don't know if they still teach the inverted triangle in journalism school, but mm-hmm. uh, that was sort of how I was brought up. And yeah. uh, what, what I remember being taught was you put the most important thing first. Right. The most right. important thing is a f- few people being uh, having adverse reactions to a Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Is that the biggest thing mm-hmm. or is that the scariest thing? Yeah, yeah. You see, and over time that's become perverted instead of the most important fact that Americans need to know at the top of that story. They're putting the scariest, most sensational thing again to sell commercials and newspapers. Oh yeah, at a time too when as you know Buzz, the the competition for media and yes. this includes oh, all my. media whether we're talking about cable news shows, streaming, podcasting even, there's so much competition for everyone's time. <laughs> That my deep concern is that that is going to create, and we've seen lots of examples of it, from clickbait to the phenomenon that you're talking about with regard to COVID or Afghanistan or whatever, Right, right. where the drive to capture people's attention is going to shit all over the truth. Because sometimes the truth is boring. Sometimes Uh reality is boring. And if you're putting boring out there, people are going to turn off the boring and go watch the exciting, wherever that may be. And and there are thousands of choices for that. And yet, over this past week, I have seen multiple posts from multiple people saying they longed for someone like Walter Cronkite. They longed for someone who would just read them the news (laughs) and not try to put a, a right spin or a left spin on it. And, you know, this this spun out of control with Reagan uh, dropping the uh, Fairness Doctrine yeah. uh, and then the, the creation of uh, 24-7 cable news channels mm-hmm. where they need to fill 24 hours of television programming. So it became the land of talking heads instead of news. And, and it just it's gotten more and more perverted over time. Yeah, yeah. And I think... There's a conversation to be had with regard to the fairness doctrine, and we need to be clear about what in, mm-hmm. would be encompassed under a yes. return of the fairness doctrine, or the just the, yeah, or the or lawsuits based on the idea of using public airwaves to defraud the public, and obviously this is something that excludes, for example cable news networks uh, because they're not using public it's, airwaves it's been proposed that change that, yeah. that it that it does that it should include them in the modern version right right i mean the thing that i would need to see is how mm-hmm. that would be justified from a public point of view because with the airwaves we all own the air and right. if you're using that air that we all own to defraud us using mm-hmm. our own air that we collectively own the commons right. as uh, tom hartman calls it then you're doing something that should be be against the law. And that's where the fairness doctor came in. I mean, we, we mentioned right. this the other day on the show, the uh, congressional investigations against the 21 game show uh, immortalized right. in the movie 21. quiz show. Yeah. Yeah. And how that, and the reason why Congress could justify investigating the game shows well, I guess back in the 50s or whatever it was. Ah, <laughs> uh, simpler time. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it was because it was in the public yes. interest because the game shows were being of broadcast course. on the public airway. Of, of course, but look how our, our, our targets for change have changed yeah. since yeah. then. Yeah, that's true. Right, right. Well, and there are some public venues that are being used to defraud the public. And I'm talking about yes. public airwaves. I'm talking Fox. about, yeah, I'm talking about some of the uh, Red Hat uh, uh, talkers on AM radio. Uh, well, they're still using the public airwaves. Alex Jones, we're going to be talking about Alex Jones yeah. here in today's show a little later on. Oh, goody. Yeah, <laughs> your favorite. And uh, But yeah, I mean, he's defrauding the public. He is harming yes. the public using yes. the public airwaves. So if there was some return of a fairness doctrine, target number one would have to be some yeah. of these uh, fraudsters yeah. on AM radio. Uh, that's the thing. Fairness doctrine indicates or implies equal time. Yeah. Uh, to responsible parties, uh, fraud would not be allowed under my new fairness doctrine. Yeah, Lies, yeah. Uh, con jobs, uh, uh, just uh, you know that that sort of outrageous, easily disproven stuff mm-hmm. would would just never never make the airwaves. Yeah, that's right. And you know, and it gets into a gray area with the internet and things like that. But <clears throat> the bottom line is that. 
there are uh, people who have zero integrity, who are only out to make as much money as they possibly can on the backs of people that they're actually communicating with. They're actually harming their own people, especially with the COVID disinformation and so on. They're harming their own people while using and exploiting the air owned by those people. And it's a goddamn tragedy because it's not just affecting them personally, it's affecting everyone they know. And even more importantly, when it comes to the pandemic, people they don't know. I mean, that's the thing that gets lost in this discussion. It's not just, well, you're going to get COVID and you're going to be sick or you could potentially die. And also the people around you could potentially get sick and they could potentially die. The real fuck of it is all those people that you don't know and have no connection to who you end up infecting. I mean, think about that. Through your personal irresponsibility, you're infecting all of these other complete strangers who have no connection to you whatsoever. To me, that's almost uh, worse than infecting the people who are close to you. And almost to a man and almost to a woman, you will find those individuals uh, speaking only of themselves. They say, well, I'm going to be fine. Uh, My immune system's strong. (laughs) I'm young. I'm going to be okay. And, of course, we're seeing more and more young people. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, But they don't think of others. And you've seen this phenomenon for years Mm -hmm. now, decades perhaps, uh, people walking in front of you unaware uh you know and then they stop suddenly yeah and you have to like stop and go around them or whatever <laughs> because they didn't bother to look back i you know i don't know maybe it's just me i look over my shoulder yeah. to make sure nobody's gonna slam into me whether i'm walking or in my car mm-hmm. uh because i realize there are others out there and uh we we have a, a population of people who never consider others. They've, they've forgotten about others. And and it brings us back, by the way, to this ongoing argument between conservatives and liberals over uh, the collective good versus the individual good. That's right. That's right. And it's the collective good that's getting lost in, in all of this. And right. so we're uh, now uh, obviously segued over to discussing COVID. So I want to talk about here in just a second, we're going to talk about Phil Valentine, right. uh, the latest uh, shirker slash anti-vaxxer slash COVID denial etc who has uh, succumbed to covid we're going to talk about that here in just a second plus uh oh my god ivermectin is the name of the horse yes dewormer yeah. we're gonna right. talk about that one too we and, will and how the fda is uh Swinging I, back at that one, that's for sure. You know, the, the upside of that is Trump supporters no longer have worms. <laughs> back with more show right after this. Is this you every morning? Oh, I wish these bags under my eyes would just go away. If that's you, you're not alone. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women until now. Introducing the new Genucel Serum with plant stem cell technology from Chamonix. This is new and it is fantastic. Susan from New Jersey wrote me, I've been using Genucel for a couple of months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and haven't come back. I love your product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, and on my eyelids. Not only Susan, folks, I use it and I love it. I use the entire line. I love the daytime, nighttime, neck face cream they have an amazing line of products and with its instant effects you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back i guarantee it order now get 50 percent off all genucel packages for summer go to lovegenucel.com slash stephanie that's love g-e-n-u-c-e-l.com slash stephanie that's lovegenucel.com slash stephanie the bob seska show Feeling like a stranger when you say goodbye to someone. In my pocket, got holes in my pants. White yeah. shoes, denim blues. I just wanna dance. Pennies in my pocket, got holes in my pants. White shoes, denim blues. I just wanna dance. I'm spinning on this axis, paying taxes, taking classes. I stare into the black. Yeah, from uh, Philadelphia, it is Wallace. W A L L I S. Remember her name, Wallace. Wallace Shriver and her sisters. I think Wallace is. 
Holy God. 16. 16 years old. And her sister singing along here on the song are, uh, I think, 10 and 13. No. Yeah. No way. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. I love this. I love this song. I love their sound. Incredible. I love the Wallace. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. She is going to be, I mean, we have so many indie bands here on the show that no. will one day be collecting all of the Grammys. And hopefully you'll remember you heard them from Bob first. Exactly right. So if you want to be one of the cool kids, you want to be one of the cool kids who says, hey, you know what? I was a fan of Wallace way back when she was being played on the Bob Suska Show podcast. And so now I'm one of the cool kids because I was way ahead of the curve on this one. And uh, she is going to be Wallace Shriver. Holy shit. Wallace Shriver and the Shriver Sisters. I am Wallace.com. Link in the description, of course. And uh, we're coming up to the end. We're coming up to the end of our uh, list of our our favorite songs of the summer, culminating uh, Labor Day weekend with the Songs of the Summer Indie Music Countdown. So watch for that soon. Okay. Getting back into things here. I wanted to mention uh, real quick before we uh, dig uh, back into COVID, the Taliban is blocking the road to the airport currently. Right. They uh, they have uh, they have announced, the Taliban's announced that uh, people, uh, Afghans, should not try to get to the airport at this point. Yeah. And simultaneous to that announcement, following a secret meeting between the current CIA director and the Taliban, uh, the Taliban ha- is refusing to extend the August 31st deadline. So. Yeah. Uh, unless we want to continue the war that uh, the president's decided we will not continue, uh, we have to be out of there by a week from today. Something tells me that Joe Biden's going to continue to evacuate people after August 31st. Maybe. Certainly. There are sneaky, cool things we can do. I love this whole idea of arranging a secret meeting place, having an American helicopter land there and pick them up uh, before the Taliban even knows what's going on. It's risky. But it, it's, it may very well be worth the risk to, to continue to save, in addition to the 58,000 people we've taken out already, mm-hmm. uh, continue to save especially Afghanis who helped the U.S. military in all kinds of ways, whether they served as uh, informants or protectors yep. or, uh, you know, checked for IEDs or uh, maybe they were just cooks or, or, or part of the cleaning crew. Uh, they helped our American soldiers, uh, and uh, our American soldiers wanted to get those people out of there. And so this is uh, obviously a changing and shifting and tense situation. What we don't want to do is overreact, and that's what's been happening. The <laughs> knee-jerk overreaction on cable news, completely unsurprising. Um, yeah. But uh, I think, uh, you know what, ultimately in the end, as we were saying before, it's going to turn out well for uh, Joe Biden, I think. Yeah, I mean, in the meantime, let's tune in World News Tonight tonight. Uh, to see uh, how they how they handle today's news. That's uh, right. That's right. We did have a great day of news yesterday. I don't know if you saw the thing I put. Po- yeah, you did see the thing I posted. Yeah, yeah. I said a uh, pretty good little Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up here because it's worth mentioning. Yeah. This is the this is the you know not all the news is bad, kids. This is from yesterday, and and this is in addition to the following headlines. In addition to FDA approval of the COVID vaccine, which we're we're just about to talk about. Uh, one item: uh, the leader of the far right proud. Boys is sentenced to more than five months in jail for burning a Black Lives Matter banner and a a D.C. weapons violation. There's one. Good. Uh, That's actually two after after the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, Number three, the House committee investigating the Capitol riot plans to request phone records, including from members of Congress. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Kathy Hochul, who become became New York's first female governor at mm-hmm. midnight, selected two women to fill her top administrative post. Great. And the Capitol Police officer who fatally shot Ashley Babbitt during the insurrection acted lawfully, according to police. Excellent. And so it was a day full of good news. So yeah. I just have to encourage, in, as things continue to be bleak in so many ways, encourage our, our progressive friends to remember the good things and embrace the good things that are happening. And yeah, I do think that Biden will be well-remembered, even if there is, you know, even if somehow a stain is imposed on his presidency mm-hmm. by the way the, the evacuation was. I think he'll be vindicated mostly. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't think this is what his administration will be remembered for, especially considering the accomplishments so far. Well, I, I appreciate you bringing up all the bits of, of good news for the past couple of days. And the reason yeah. being is, uh, you know, we've been watching Ted Lasso, which is yes, like America's yeah. favorite television series. And for great reason. Yes. Um, one of the things that it is doing, and those of you who watch it know full well what this is, but I think, uh, or at least I'm hoping, 
that there is a Ted Lasso effect. I hope the empathy, hopefulness, optimism of that show is as viral as it, and contagious as yes. COVID is. I hope that this is something. The overall effect of the beloved nature of this show begins to seep into our mindset. And I've been thinking about this in terms of what we do here. Now, granted, <laughs> we are who we are. I have my own personality. You have your own personality, Buzz, certainly Savage David and Jody yeah. and Kimberly. And we all have our own views and our own attitudes about the uh -huh. news. So right. that we have to be true to ourselves. But in the same time, I think it doesn't hurt to occasionally bring up some hopeful news. And right. I think that is uh, maybe how we will uh, perpetuate the Ted Lasso effect. I remember speaking on this show a year or two ago, uh, vexed. I, vexed I was, Bob, uh, about why America was plunging into so much dark entertainment. Yeah. Because the world around us under Trump was getting darker and darker and darker. Mm -hmm. As I watched American tastes uh, gravitate toward darker and darker material. Yeah. And, yeah, I think Ted to see, again, how many people have embraced Ted Lasso it's clearly what we needed. Oh yeah, uh, it is the medicine we need, and I, you know, maybe we've sold some Apple Plus uh, <laughs> subscriptions here, but it's at, at what? What is it? Like five bucks a month? It, yeah, it's worth nothing. it. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, and there's another good show on there, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Mr. Corman. Yeah, morning uh, show too. The morning show. Yeah, also yeah, the good. morning show is great. Also, so yeah, you can you can justify that uh, that small expense if for no other reason than Ted Lasso, which I think we agree is just the medicine we needed right oh, yeah. now. I, I've also been watching. Since I never watched it the first time around, because you know it was on the USA Network, <laughs> I didn't take seriously. Uh, but uh, I've gone back there. Were eight seasons of Monk, and oh, yeah, I'd yeah. never seen the series before. So if you're looking for something else that's sort of positive, sort of light, uh, more innocent, uh, I would highly recommend that series. If you haven't seen it, or go back and see it again. Uh, I'm in uh, season, I'm about to start season four, I think, out of mm -hmm. eight, you know, so uh, there, there's a lot of, lot of material there. But yeah. it's also uh, gentle enough uh, for, for this time that we need that kind of material. But yeah, I, we highly recommend Ted Lasso. The last time I felt about a show that I feel about Ted Lasso was mm -hmm. The West Wing, where you get wow. to the, those end credits and the big sweeping theme song comes in right. and the, the right. culminating scene has occurred, the that wave of wow just kind of floods over you. And that's the way it is with Ted Lasso. You get through, and it's a different kind of show, but that feeling is very, very similar. That feeling of uh, exuberance and relief and hopefulness, and it's just a good I, feeling. It's just like you and, should have a good yeah. feeling when you're done watching a certain kind of show. And Ted Lasso delivers that good feeling in the way that The West Wing also delivered. And uh, I think it could have a positive effect on our society and just when it's needed it the <laughs> most. Yeah, it, it's the medicine we need. It makes me feel better, and I know it, it makes many other people. I don't know how noticed it was the first year. I mean, it had its fans and its following. Yeah. Uh, I watched the first episode, and I wasn't hooked. And so yeah. I stopped watching it. And then, uh, you know, many months passed, and it got a gazillion Emmy nominations. And mm -hmm. by that point... Uh, and since that point, people have been talking about it incessantly. And so uh, as soon as that began, I said, well, maybe I better give this another chance. Right. Back to the beginning. Yeah, me too. And uh, what, I'm caught up now. Uh, new episode, what, this Friday, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally hooked. So if, if the first episode doesn't catch you, this is my point, yeah. stay with it because there's no way you can't – hate the show oh yeah yeah and again the overall point of this is if we all in some way can perpetuate the attitude and the uh the point of ted lasso kindness, i think we're gonna positivity kindness yes. positivity exactly hopefulness 
this is all something that would have a beneficial effect overall. If we can just, eat, I mean, we don't have to change who we are. We don't have to act like Ted Lasso all the time. We can be ourselves, but I think it always helps to uh, insert some of that hopefulness and find some way it, to look at the positive side of things, uh, yes. be it as they may. And uh, and it's also, I think, about the determination to try, even when the odds against you are overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a very exciting concept for us to embrace. You know, I was having a conversation. I had to lunch with my mom on uh, Monday and uh, of course we were outside distanced uh, when I would go inside to use the bathroom where wear a mask it was the first time I had met right. up with my mom since my birthday but I found myself <laughs> just inadvertently saying things that I probably shouldn't say to <laughs> you know close family and friends out loud because yeah. everyone looks to me my friends and family they kind of look to me like, oh, let's get Bob's barometer on the events of the day, COVID huh. or the insurrection yeah. or Trump or whatever. And so we're having this conversation. Of course, it leads back to COVID. This just rolled out of my mouth. This was not anything I had planned to say to my mother, for God's sake. Right. But we're talking about COVID. And I said, you know what? Eventually, there's going to have to be a vaccine mandate. And I'll tell you why. Because without it, society is going to break down. I'm like, oh my God, did I just say that to my mom? <laughs> She's going to be like, oh shit. <laughs> now, what, uh, what's the point of anything now? Because society, Bob says society is going to break down if there's not a vaccine mandate. And uh, you know what? It was my honest reaction to obviously the the topics that we were discussing. And so, well, that was my that's the negative space. That is the dark side of my brain that has burst forth yeah, on many I, occasions here on the show. I don't know if it's the vaccine that that is the source of the breakdown or or the overall uh, disconnect from facts and reality. Yeah. Uh, not just on vaccines and uh, medicine and science, but on government and oh, a yeah, lot of yeah. other things. So those things will lead to the collapse of society. Uh, but, you know, I think it's okay to, to say stuff like that. It's a, I'm sure it cheered up your mom. <laughs> Oh, yes, I'm sure. Yeah, she loved it, uh, biting into her, you know, crab meat sandwich or whatever but, but it was. But this, this is the encouraging thing about the FDA approval. Yeah. Uh, it's expected to, uh, of the, of the what is it, 90 million Americans still not vaccinated? I, I don't know, of, of the eligible people? I don't remember mm -hmm. what the number is. Uh, 20 to 25% of them, uh, definitely 20% of them, are expected now with FDA approval yeah. to get the vaccine. Now, that's only 20%. That's a lot of people, and that's going to help. 71% uh, of uh, people over the age of 12 in this country have been vaccinated now. 71%. Yeah. Uh, medicine will be really happy if we can get that up to 90. 75 would be good, especially for both shots. Mm -hmm. We get up to 75, that's that's pretty good right yeah. there. Oh, yeah. We get up to 80, that's better. 85, even better. 95, probably not going to happen, but a scientist can dream. Mm -hmm. uh, but but it, it, the great thing about the vaccine approval is not even so much that as it is it clears the way for mandates. Immediately, New York City told its 140,000 uh, employees of the education department there in the city uh, that they, they have to get vaccinated and soon. And uh, there is no opt-out where they can uh, get weekly tested instead. No, it's the vaccine or take a hike, get a cab, you're out of here. Uh, same with the military, uh, which mandates uh, sometimes well over a dozen vaccines for individual troops, especially if they're headed overseas. Uh, this is going to be added to the list because uh, the military had said it would start vaccinations uh, mandatory on September 15th or with FDA approval, whichever came first, within an hour yeah. of the FDA approval, uh, the Pentagon ordered all troops to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, more and more, this clears the way for mandates, and more employers uh, are going to start requiring this. More theaters and, and restaurants are going to start banning people who are not vaccinated. This is where we begin to, the thing I called for a weeks ago, lock them out. Yeah, exactly. They, 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 they have no right to keep us in our homes. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be a futurist to foresee the fact that our society, this is kind of what I meant when I said that to my mom, mm -hmm. th that our society cannot continue to exist or flourish or anything else. If we are living with 
COVID and worsening variants for a decade or more or whatever right. it ends up being. Yeah. And that's that's kind of what I was getting at. So consequently, I think it's going to get to the point where whether it's businesses, whether it's government, whether it's state government, they're eventually going to have to say, look, for the betterment of society to at the very least preserve the existence of our society, you have to get vaccinated. And that's where it's wow. all going to come down to that. Because meantime, You've got guys like this uh, radio guy, Phil Valentine, right. who... Uh, He's our corpse of the week, by the way. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, the headline format is name of Red Hat plus way that Red Hat disproved the existence of COVID or uh-huh. shirked the vaccine or shirked the mask wearing, comma, dies of COVID. Right. And that's the thing, that that's the headline that we've been seeing over and over again. The latest example of that is... Phil Valentine, who was, I think at the very least, he was on the radio in uh, Tennessee, and I think he may have also been nationally syndicated. I'm not exactly sure about that. I think we figured it out. I think we figured out COVID is not the thinning of the herd. (laughs) This is the thinning of the herd. (laughs) That's right. The denial. It's exactly, it's denial, and then it's irony. Because here's here's something uh, that uh, he said, uh, or actually he tweeted this Uh not too long ago. He said, quote, I have a very low risk of A, getting COVID, and B, dying of it if I do. Why would I risk getting a heart attack or paralysis by getting the vaccine? Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Yeah. And that's Phil Valentine. And then fast forward to August 21st when we see the announcement from his radio station. We are saddened to report that our host and friend Phil Valentine has passed away. Please keep uh, the Valentine family uh, in your thoughts and prayers. Drop us a line. Let us know who you think the corpse of the week will be next week. (laughs) Yeah. Pick it up from there. Well, you know, it's funny. Marsha Blackburn said this, uh, Tennessee senator. She said, Phil Valentine was a visionary for the conservative movement, and he made an Uh enormous impact on the lives of many Tennesseans. You know how he made an enormous impact on the lives of many Tennesseans? He and his anti-vaxxer, anti-masker, agitprop very likely saddled hundreds of Tennesseans with COVID and all of the debt from the hospitalizations, too. He, he told them what their contrarian asses wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah. And and you can go back and ask those people directly now. I've seen this done. Mm-hmm. You go back and ask those people, well, now that Phil has died, are, are you going to get the vaccine? Yeah. And they still say no. Right, right. When, when, and, this is, and this brings us to kind of another side topic, if I may. Uh, Trump uh, recommended mildly to his crowd the other night that they get vaccine, and he got oh, yes. booed mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Uh, was it Mo Brooks or somebody got up and said, you need to put the election, the 2020 uh, election behind you mm-hmm. and look forward instead. He got booed. What of these? What did these guys learn that night? What did Trump and Mo Brooks, they learned that the monster they had created was now beyond their control. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Frankenstein could no longer control his monster and the Dr. Frankensteins can no longer control the monster they have created. It is beyond them now. Yeah, and you could see in real time Donald Trump really applying his toxic populism to the reaction that he yes. received at that rally. Yes. Because yes. initially it was like, oh, you get vaccinated. I got vaccinated. You got to get that. I got it. I got the vaccine. It works fine. I'll tell you if it doesn't work. And they all start booing him. Uh-huh. And then suddenly he goes, yeah, but you also have your freedoms. The reason Donald Trump, or one of the many reasons Donald Trump is such a threat is because he has no core values. And instead what he does is he merely parrots whatever his crazy fucking red hats want him to say and that is the populism that makes him so dangerous because you know what you definitely don't want is a president who follows the whimsy of these mouth-breathing yokels who have no sense of reality or facts or any ability whatsoever to digest information and Donald Trump is repeating the whimsy of these people. It's just, it's madness. But that's exactly what he did. And on top of uh, the reaction by the crowd, Donald Trump has lost Alex Jones on this front. Alex oh Jones my. let Trump have it for saying you should take the vaccine. Of course. So the upshot, and I'll just cut to the chase. Uh, we're going to play this clip from Alex Jones here. Uh, the, the upshot is that Donald Trump will never again say take the vaccine. Because yeah, now, sure. yeah, because he's got to say whatever his people it, want him to say. It, 
it was a trial balloon, and and yeah. Trump is famous for this uh, floating trial balloons. He did it during the campaign, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody would build the wall, uh, lock her up, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, he would try things out and to see what caught on and what didn't. He it was very much about very transparently about mm-hmm. populism. Yeah, that's right. Well, we're going to take one last break. When we come back, we're going to uh, play this clip of Alex Jones uh, calling Donald Trump a dumbass. <laughs> this is uh, a little bit historic, I think. Uh, the fact that uh, you know, Alex Jones is deeply confused by Donald Trump's little brief moment of honesty there. And so we're going to uh, play that in, in just he's, a second. He, he's confused by tying his shoes. <laughs> exactly. More show right after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! Turgeon right here. Uh, goodbye to summer. Yeah, the best the best time to play this song is uh, right around this time. August 24th. Kids are going back to school. Yeah. Goodbye to summer. RichardTurgeon.bandcamp.com. Link in the description of BobSuska.com. Just go to this episode at BobSuska.com and we've got all the uh, songs we played here linked so you can support all of our independent bands. So thank you for doing that. Okay, getting back into things here. Um, Alex Jones uh, <laughs> flipped his shit on Donald Trump. I love this so much. When they start to eat their own, when they turn yes. into their own little red hat Ouroboros, it's really, really entertaining. Another sign he's lost control of the monster. <laughs> exactly right. And this is the sound of the monster. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> but uh, here's Alex Jones talking about Donald Trump. In fact, not just talking about Donald Trump, but calling Donald Trump a dumbass. Here we go. Let's take President Trump, mm-hmm. who I believe is a good person, <laughs> and who I really care about, and who I want to see get a lot of good Republicans elected in the midterms, and who I would love to see run again. <laughs> We got to take him to the woodshed, though, because he came out last week on Fox and Friends and said, I really am suspicious of this booster shot. If this supposedly works so well, why do I need a booster shot? Because you got lied to, Trump. It didn't have 98% efficacy. We knew day one it wouldn't work, period. It's a fraud. It'll create... Yeah, just to be clear, everything that Alex Jones is saying is a lie. I just, I don't that's think right. I need to emphasize that, but that's just uh, the case. Worth just to, be, out. to be sure, yeah. Mutants, you got chumped. You got signed on to a fraud to restart the economy. I understand why you did it. You believe in science. Except these are bad actors, sir. You believed America could produce a good vaccine. Of course they could have. They didn't want to. They didn't create a vaccine. They created a Frankenshot. A Frankenshot. That's what the vaccine is. It's a Frankenshot. Sure. He's got, and it's going to turn you into a mutant. Maybe, That's, maybe he has a fever. <laughs> well, yeah. Listen to the sound of his voice. Sounds like he's got all the COVID. Sounds like Alex Jones has every single variant in his throat right now. He's the mutant, and that's why the virus won't take hold in him. <laughs> now the left's saying you better get out there and push it, and you are. CNN comes out and says, we need to see Trump come out and tell people to take the shots. And within weeks of them saying it over and over again, CNN snaps their fingers. <laughs> Jeff Zucker snaps his fingers, and Trump clicks his heels and hops up there at attention and says, how high do you want me to jump, Bob? I, I love this. Okay, so now... 
Now Donald Trump is an ally of CNN and vice uh-huh. versa. That's yeah. the that's the line that Donald Alex Trump. Jones is suckers. And, and maybe maybe Alex Trump knows that Trump hates that. <laughs> he hates being associated with CNN and he's trolling him in that way. Maybe so. To try to control him. And by the way, who is Alex Jones even talking to? The last time I heard, Alex Jones was entirely deplatformed. I guess he's still on the radio. Who's and this he guy- talking to? And yeah. how does he make his voice do that? No. Well, I think it's the throat polyps, Buzz. I think uh, what it is is it got lots of nodules down in there, and I think uh, some laser surgery might be in order for Alex Jones. You just get that shit cleared out. Just go in there with a big hot laser and just bzzz, zap it right out. It's, it's part of his branding now. There's Trump in uh, Alabama yesterday. Oh, here we go. I recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. Take the vaccines. But you got no that's okay that's all right there's the booing you got your freedoms you got your freedoms but i happen to take the vaccine i think the vaccine if it doesn't work you'll be the first to know that's the cutesy voice donald trump tucks in a cutesy voice once in a while when he's not really serious it goes like this i, I let's lift that quote take the vaccine mm. if it doesn't work you'll be the first to know yeah exactly yeah that's, that's reassuring <laughs> as such a leader God damn it. Oh, my God. Millions of people are hearing this. Millions of people are hearing it. Yeah. And eating it up with a spoon. Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. I'll call up Alabama and say, hey, you know what? But it is working. No. BS. Trump, that's a lie. You're not stupid. Yeah. Just two weeks ago, they said it was 65%, then 40%. Saw a number put up by about Pfizer shots, 30-something percent. He just saw no, a number. He no, just was look, no. He's just reading numbers. He's None looking around the right. room and saying things that he sees, like, I love lamp. Spewing lies. <laughs> yes. Because he's going to tell you it doesn't work, so you're running at the new damn shot. And then they'll tell you in six months that one doesn't work. It's called rope-a-dope. No. No, it's not. Shame on you, Trump. Seriously. Hey, if you don't have the good sense... To save yourself and your political career, that's okay. At least you're going to get some good Republicans elected. And, you know, we like you, but my God, maybe you're not that bright. Maybe Trump's actually a dumbass. All right, we'll be right back. Stay with us. Wow. Maybe wow. Trump's actually a dumbass. I like his go-to-break music. Yeah, it was great. Wasn't what, what was that? It was like, I don't know. Was music uh, from I, Twin I Peaks know. or something. I don't know. No, no. It was a hit song at one time. I'm, I'm trying to place it, but it's definitely familiar. <laughs> so... So Trump is a dumbass, and but they should support him anyway. That's the key. There's something very important about that last little chunk. And I think a lot of Trump supporters feel the same way. Like, ah, oh, shit, you know, he's a dumbass, and he doesn't know anything, and he's a terrible human being. But he's our terrible human being. Bring it on. Let's have more of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they, they're, it's, they're, they're finding it harder and harder to justify their positions. They're finding it harder to figure out what their positions are. Yeah. I, I still love the bits that Jason Klepper does on uh, The Daily Show. Oh, yeah. Where he goes out and he talks to stupid people. <laughs> and uh, they're so easy to find. Yes. And and he will challenge their thinking. And it and you'll see them just get stumped and confused because they have no answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they revert back to their stubbornness. Yeah. Uh, he, there's a brand new one that's out. Yes. I think it's on YouTube right now. And he talks to this one guy who's the founder of whatever the whatever New York chapter of the Young Republicans or something Vice like president that. Vice yeah, president. It's the, it's the, he, he talks to, instead of going to the middle of a wheat field to talk to Trumpers, <laughs> he just stops people in New York or actually yeah. goes to a protest outside the mayor's house about his mask mandate vaccination mandates for restaurants gyms and mm-hmm. theaters and they're they're outside the mayor's house protesting that so jason clever approaches and challenge it's it's wonderful to watch because he actually stumps multiple people multiple times including oh, yeah. that vice president of the african-american vice president of new york city's young republicans <laughs> wow yeah, yeah and this guy says uh yeah the founding fathers would hate all of these vaccine mandates and jordan clever goes well, George Washington did a vaccine mandate yes, you know, with smallpox. Yes. And like, I don't know what to say to that. They're, they're flummoxed, and and, yes. and it, you do. It's easy to it's easy to, to break up uh, their attempt at logic, but in the end, out of frustration, they revert back to their position stubbornly. Yeah, yeah. The guy, I think the guy, the young Republican guy, made this noise. I think he was so flummoxed, he just actually went, yeah, whatever that is. Over and over again. Yeah, yeah so the FDA is starting to hammer the morons who are taking Ivermectin. Is that the pronunciation in, of the horse dewormer? Uh-huh. What yeah, is it again? What did you say? Invermectum? Invermectum. And okay. it's it's for uh, parasites in uh, livestock, uh, including sheep. 
uh, which is yeah. interesting. Uh, but yeah, uh, cows, horses, sheep, uh, and it also eliminates various parasites. Worms, it's a dewormer, but it, it kills other beasties yeah, that uh, yeah. they pick up. Uh, at least 70% of the recent calls to poison control have been related to ingestion of livestock or animal formulations of uh-huh. ivermectin purchased at livestock supply centers. So and we're we're, ter- we're terrified of the vaccine because we're afraid it's going to give us a heart attack or turn us into a mutant, as Alex Jones says. Right, but we'll take the horse dewormer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And, uh, what's uh, people, especially in rural areas, are going to their local feed store mm. uh, and and picking up this stuff. Uh, feed stores, bless their hearts, have put up signs on the shelves and on their front doors warning people: this is not. Not for human consumption. Yeah. Uh, but people, but uh, I also have seen photographs of empty shelves where the Invermectin has been bought up. Mm-hmm. And I think Marjorie Taylor Greene actually believes she's a horse. So <laughs> maybe she's, she's taking it too. Why? Sorry. Why, the long, why the long face, Marjorie? <laughs> Jesus. So meanwhile, the lieutenant governor of Hawaii, who's also a doctor... Says he's been screamed at by Uh patients being uh, admitted for COVID because he's not prescribing Ivermectin. (laughs) Because he's refusing to prescribe the horse dewormer. This is in Hawaii. Didn't this original story come out from Mississippi? where I think it was people in Mississippi uh, are poisoning themselves. And now it's even in Hawaii, where people in Hawaii, obviously Hawaii has its own share of red hats, and they believe that they should be prescribed ivermectin after they've been admitted to the hospital for COVID. <laughs> and the lieutenant right. governor's like, ah, where did this come from? Where the- i got to tell you, this is probably where it, came, it probably came from Alex Jones. Because I swear <laughs> to God, it's probably one of these conveyors of uh, bro science that either has a podcast or a radio show. Who's saying, yes, the, uh, I've talked to some guys, I have some friends well, who do all the research. Uh, speaking of doctors getting yelled at, yeah. uh, I, I've seen posts from doctors saying uh, they, they've had patients and family yell at them and, and say that they hope they die yeah. uh, when their relative in the hospital is mm-hmm. dying of COVID. Yeah. Uh, uh, people are still begging for the vaccines once it's far too late. Yeah. Uh, some people are going to their deaths. Uh, I read about a gentleman who uh, refused not only the vac had not only refused the vaccine, but once hospitalized, refused all COVID fighting medicines. He wouldn't take the monoclonal monoclonal antibodies, wouldn't take the Regeneron. He wouldn't take anything, and and he believed that as he died, he never his opinion never changed even yeah. in death. And that's what I think about in terms of uh, Phil Valentine. Like as Phil Valentine is dying. What's he think? What's going through his head? What's he saying saying, to the people around him? I I, I hope I get Corpse of the Week. (laughs) I I hope Bob and Buzz make fun of me on on their show. All right. No, not the case. We're not making fun of Phil Phil Valentine. In fact, I pity Phil Valentine. I pity Phil Valentine for not only being a sucker himself, but also turning his listeners into suckers as well. He's just another stepping stone in this ongoing... A factory of bullshit in this country. It's, well, and that's, we're, we're, we're getting about one such death a week. Uh, we'll just wait and see who next week's corpse is. Yeah. Ungoddamn believable. Uh, by the way, I, I meant to mention here uh, in the context yes. of Alex Jones, an InfoWars host, an actual guy on Alex Jones's network of weirdos, <laughs> has been charged in connection with the January 6th riots at the Capitol. Feds say he yeah. went into a restricted area outside the grounds. And uh, I'm looking here at the criminal complaint. So, yeah, it reaches all the way to Alex Jones's front doorstep. And it should involve Alex Jones by by all rights. I mean, yeah, it, this... we're going after people. Alex Jones was one of the spearheads of this entire effort to invade Congress. He talks about yeah. how he coordinated with the White House, for God's sake. The insurrection is the insurrection, and witness the guy with the bomb outside the Library of Congress. The insurrection isn't over yet. Right. But... Neither is the effort to chase them down. That's right. That's right. Uh, We're still seeing Proud Boys. Uh, Charlie Pierce wrote an excellent piece in his uh, blog about how uh, street violence cannot be a part of a successful republic. And uh, we need to figure out a way to just calm the temperature. Uh, ease people back into some sort of semblance of, you know, politics is supposed to be about a debate of words. We're not supposed to beat someone over the head with a baseball bat wrapped in uh, in barbed wire uh, for politics. Politics is not supposed yeah. to be a blood sport. 
uh, where words don't matter. It's whoever has it's the bigger true. club, whoever whoever has the bigger gun. That's not politics. That's something but else. But at, at the same time, uh, when they show up with a gun and all we have is a knife, uh, that's not good either. That's so, right. Yeah, we, we want to pursue a policy of peace, but... Uh, the fight continues. Absolutely, yeah. And the show continues on our post-mortem show on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. When this music is done playing, we're going to keep on talking. Don't miss out. Patreon.com slash Show. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye.